Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I am so glad that you have joined me today for our lesson, our look at holiness. You know, when you say the word holiness, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Uh, for most uh, people that are without knowledge, I know that uh, back in 2001, uh, when the Lord came to see me to heal me of my uh, injuries from a domestic violence assault, He came with love, He came with grace, but then, oh my goodness, He came with truth, because Jesus is truth. Jesus is the Word of God, as stated in Revelation 19.13, and He came to speak of truth, John 18.37. And so when He came to speak to me, he came with love, and he wrote on my wall, Jesus loves Annie. And then he came with himself. He alone is grace, which is, I'm going to give you absolutely everything you need every step of the way until you leave this earth and enter into heaven to make it. I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit, which will give you power to be a Christian and to resist evil. And I'm going to give you myself, the Word of God. Uh, from the book of Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation, so that you know where you are, what you're involved in in the earth, and what to do on this planet so that you enter into a good life and not be devoured by demons. The Bible clearly says in 1 Peter 1.16, Be ye holy, for I am holy. This is the Lord speaking to us. He's speaking to you. He wants you to be holy uh, because he is holy. Well, what is holy? You know, I wondered that myself when I sat on a bench uh, in hell. Uh, the Lord took me uh, on some tours, you know, after he healed my body. He took me on a tour of heaven. It was stunning. It's absolutely brilliant, glorious, uh, wealthy, pure, holy, extraordinary, magnificent. It makes the earth, even though the earth is beautiful and has been created by the Trinity, it's very small in comparison to the beauty of heaven. But then the Lord also took me into hell and I was taken into various dimensions and parts of hell to see reality, to see the truth. And then he showed it to me in the word, you know. And um, he said, my people uh, have left the word of God he said, nobody reads the Bible anymore. They've exchanged the Bible for a devotional or for a preacher or for a church service or for a, a saint gathering or a fellowship group or a concert, you know, and all those things are great. But if we don't have the word of God in us on a daily basis, washing our minds, renewing us, transforming us <clears throat> into his image, uh, we don't know the Lord and we don't know the truth. And we definitely don't know the way. And we will not have the life. For I was a Christian that loved God more than the moon, the stars, and the sun. There's no doubt about it. I would go to church and sing in church and raise my hands. And tears would run down my face as I would sing Amazing Grace. You know, I love the Lord. But I was in danger because I didn't know the full message of the Lord. Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation. And so when Christ appeared, he was going to make sure I knew that truth. 
and he even took me on a tour so I could visually see these locations myself and then read about them. You know, he's a good teacher. You know, Mary Magdalene, she was, uh, she was laced with seven demons. She was possessed and Christ delivered her and he set her free and he told her the truth and she adored him because he was the purest thing she'd ever laid eyes on. And she was so happy to be free of her tormented demonic life as I was. But as he was taking me on these, this journey through hell so that I could see it, so I wouldn't go back to it and be a resident of it, um, uh, he wanted me to see with my own two eyes. And uh, one of the locations I was taken into, I sat on a bench uh, in hell. It was a very hard bench. There was no back. It wasn't cushy. And it was a very congested room, very hot and uncomfortable, to say the least. There were two doors to my right. The first door uh, was the entrance into hell. The second door was the entrance into the lake of fire. And I sat there in a room filled and packed with demons. They're fallen angels. They're angels that rebelled against God and sinned against God. And therefore they were cursed by God, deformed in every way. And they kept reaching out to me as I sat on this bench. You think you're Eve. You think you're Eve. They hate humanity. They hate women. They hate men. They hate children. They hate the nations underneath the throne of God, uh, underneath the love of God. And they live to destroy the people of God and the people that reject God. And God is always working to get truth in front of you. And I was seeing this with my very own eyes. And then all of a sudden these steps came down and they were glass steps and light was beaming out of these steps and down walked the father. And I could see his legs. They were big and barrel and they were like crystal and they were light shining and fire shining through his legs. And he spoke. He said, if you're not going to be holy, I'm leaving you and this is where you're coming. And he turned around and walked up the steps and I started screaming profusely. Just screaming and screaming and screaming, God, please don't leave me here. Please don't leave me here. It was a horrible place. It's a place separated from God and everything good in heaven. You don't want to go to hell. You don't want to enter into eternal separation from God. You want to make sure that you say, Father, forgive me. I've sinned against you. And I know that my sin separates me from you. And I want to be reconciled to you. And so I ask to have the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, remove my sins. And I'm going to pick up a Bible I like the King James Bible because it's organic, it's pure, it's non-GMO, it's no pesticides, so to speak. It's pure from the Hebrew and the Greek. And I'm going to read it every day and get to know you and how to live my life. And one of the things that God tells us is, Be holy, for I am holy, like when he told me in hell. If you're not going to be holy, this is where you're coming. And that goes along with Scripture over and over and over that he who names the name of Christ must depart iniquity and perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord. For without holiness, the Bible tells us, no one will see the Lord and we will be cast into eternal separation from God because iniquity, sin, doesn't get into heaven. 
And so we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling and understand that holy is a separated life from uh, wrong. Okay? It's not right. If it's not right, it's wrong. Okay? And if it's wrong, it's sin. You know, an example of that is uh, you're walking in in your condo building and you see somebody has tons of packages um, from one of your favorite stores and they haven't been home for weeks and the packages just stack up, you know, and you think to yourself, well, they're not around. I don't think anybody would know. And I'm going to take those packages in the middle of the night. That is stealing. And you know that stealing is wrong. But you just do it anyway, you know, and we think nothing of it. You know, little sins are sins, and we need to rid our life of sin and, and allow God to purify us. And as we study the Word of God every day and let it wash us, we will know right and we will know wrong. We will know what to embrace in life, and we will know what to reject in life. But if we don't go back to the Word of God as a human race, we're going to lose and the devil, the deceiver of mankind, he will win. He won against Adam and Eve, but he win against you. When he comes up to you and says, did God really say it wasn't a big deal if you, you know, you stay in the world and then you stay in Christ and you're mixed and, and you know, you cause others to lose their soul in your mixture and in your sin and in your leaven. You know, we need to be cautious and know the word of God. When we know the word of God, we know God. And the devil can't deceive us. He can't trick us. The Bible tells us that he has deceived the whole world, tricked the whole world, seduced the whole world. And that is his, uh, that is on his agenda every day is to deceive and to destroy mankind. And so we all need to go back to the word. And you know, after the Lord took me for these tours and healed my body and this and that, that's exactly where he took me. As the angel told John in the book of Revelation chapter 10, eat the little book and live, right? And when you do, it will be sad because you will see, you will see the people that serve God, that obey God and that love God. And you will see the rebellious that, that walk away from God and they have set up their own system, so to speak. And they, some of them are very wealthy. Some of them are, and they're in every dimension of life, the government, uh, entertainment, finance, you name it, they're in every dimension. Uh, the ones that fear God and honor God and serve God and the ones that rebel against God and they've set up and cut their own path underneath the lead rebel, Lucifer. And they'll enter into eternal fire with Lucifer if they don't come clean through the blood and obey Christ in Christ along this journey called life. So we need to really know holy is purity. Uh, holy doesn't do anything wrong. It doesn't cut its own path. It uh, knows God by knowing the word of God. If I said to you, I know Jesus, I love Jesus, I have a cross around my neck, but I never read my Bible, you're in jeopardy. I'd be in jeopardy, and I was in jeopardy. And uh, the Almighty God was telling me, if you're not going to be holy, this is where you come. And uh, the Lord could see my, my efforts of, of knowing him and, and going about life, trying to learn of him and studying and, and listening to the preachers. He asked me, who's your favorite preacher? And he was getting around to this. I need to be everyone's favorite preacher. John 6.45, and the prophets wrote, everyone will be taught by God.
God is calling all humanity and every nation back to the Bible, back to the Word of God, King James Version. It's not tainted, it's not corrupted, it is truth in its purest substance. If you don't have a Bible, you can buy a Bible or you can go online. There's many places that you can read the King James Bible or you can listen to it. And you need to begin to do that so that you yourself <clears throat> know the Lord. Don't wait for the rest of your family to jump in or your spouse or your children or your neighbor or your aunt or uncle or whatever because we're all going to exit the planet. We were born and we leave. And we need to know the Lord so that we get our desired uh, place when we exit the planet. Don't be a foolish Christian. Be a wise Christian. We know that the definition of holy, according to the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, is perfectly pure. Perfectly pure. And we know that in heaven, in Revelation 4, 8, that the angels spin around God saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We should be so thrilled that the Creator is holy and His dealings with us are pure. Holy means perfectly pure, immaculate, and complete. And God is saying, I want you to be holy. I want you to be perfectly pure. I want you to be immaculate. And I want you to be complete. This is absolute. The heartbeat of God is for us to be holy. He's always wanted a holy and a royal nation, a pure and a wealthy people that, uh, that honor him on, upon the earth that are blessed of him, and we are made a blessing in return. As he told Abraham, I will bless you, and I will make you a blessing. We know in the Hebrew, the word holy is the word kadosh, and it means free from defilement of unclean and profane things. You know, I see so much profanity on Instagram. I don't go there to, to, to look at it. It pops up. And it's, it's hideous how women dress so seductively to show off their body parts, to have people to lust after them. You know, when you lust, when you look at someone and you lust in your heart, that God calls that adultery. That's the seventh commandment. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And in, in Matthew chapter 19, this gentleman came up to Jesus and said, Sir, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, keep my commandments. So you might love Jesus. You might have a cross of Jesus, a beautiful wooden cross hanging on your wall. And you might be sensitive to Christ and you might love Christ, but you don't obey Christ. You need to obey Christ. You need to read Christ. You need to read the word of God and not be as I was in my sin. And I was warned to leave my sin, whatever sin you're in, we need to rid our life of sin, get into purity and eat the bread of life. The word of God on a daily basis, we are to read the book and, and God wants to be first place in our life. So it should be number one. It should be our number one priority on a daily basis. And you know, I, I don't miss profanity. 
I don't miss torment. I don't miss drunkenness and, and uh, drugs and illicit sex. And I, I don't miss uh, ungodly entertainment. I don't miss any of the profane, unclean things that I used to do, just like you. And you won't miss them either. And you won't miss the devils that torment you, that are surrounded, that surround you and that are in you. You won't miss them either because when you come to Christ, he will blow hell out of your life and he will surround you and protect you as you serve him and as you obey him and as you read the Bible and he will do life with you on a daily basis and you will see your life changed. You will go from torment to peace, confusion to stability. It's a beautiful exchange. So God is holy. God is pure. God is immaculate and God is complete. So when you think of holy, it's pure, immaculate, and complete. So have you ever felt unwhole and uneasy and, and dissected and, 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 and nuts? You don't have to be. Come into Christ today. Give your life to Jesus. Ask him to wash you in the blood. Pick up the book and learn of him because he is the word of God. That's another name for him in Revelation 19:13. Check it out. So God is holy and wants us to be holy, pure, immaculate, and complete. He commands this of us. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 2, speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, meaning the his people and say unto them you shall be holy pure immaculate and complete for i the lord your god am holy pure immaculate and complete and so you know it, it was interesting uh, after my encounter with the lord if you haven't got my book real god uh, it's a great, great read. I think you'll really enjoy it at my time when he came and healed me and took me on these tours. And you can find that book, Real God, on realaron.org. But you know, holiness is a gift. Holiness is a gift. Uh, it's the greatest exchange I ever made. And in order to appreciate holiness, you must know and understand profane. You know, the beginning of profane. How did profanity start in our nation? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? I remember in my marriage, my husband would turn to pornography and I would find out and it was heartbreaking. And I would always wonder, why God? Why? Why God? Why? Why can't we have a clean, beautiful home and, and uh, you know, have the good things in life? Why does this always have to interrupt? my world, pornography, profanity, perversion. Why does this always have to knock on my marriage's door? And God, when he came, he pulled back the curtain and I got to see the demons that stand in the air of uh, the earth and they seek to devour the citizens of the earth and to lure them into sin, to harm and to bring sorrow to the human being. So you might say, I don't understand why I do this, or I think that I was born this way, or whatever the case. It's not, you were created perfect like God. But the devil has lied to you and told you different things, and he's he went fishing for you. It's called the devil's imitation. And you bit the apple and believed a lie. 
But you know, the good thing about that is that God is there ready to forgive and he's ready to deliver and make you whole. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I'm ready. Amen. And the, and the process begins. So we know that uh, Satan is the beginning, the origin of sin and iniquity. And we can read that in Ezekiel 28, 14 through 19. Lucifer was the leader of the angels. He was made with every beautiful stone within him. He was uh, the lead worship angel. And he was created by God with musical instruments on the inside of him. And he was the orchestra of heaven. And uh, he was created to protect. And he turned corrupt and vile. And we know that the angelic war went on before humanity was created, Adam and Eve. And the separation of the clean, the holy angels, the pure, the immaculate, and the complete angels were separated from the defiled corruptors and rebellion and iniquity. They turned on God and they wanted to take God's throne. And Satan is the beginning, the seed of sin and iniquity. And uh, that's how this began, you know. And so the Lord showed me, you know, the pornography that your ex-husband was in was was uh, the origin of pornography is Satan. And then he has his people making porn movies and magazines and all kind of uh, abominable things. And it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with him not doing what was right. See, that's wrong. And he should have resisted wrong and did what was right. As James 4, 7 tells us to submit to God, obey God and to resist the devil and to do the right thing. But instead he walked right into the arms of Lucifer and went with him instead. Lucifer was puffed up due to his beauty and position. He took pride in his appearance for God made him beautiful. God is the creator. God is the creator of all that you see except sin. God created the mountains. God created the colors. God created the beaches. God created you. God created me. God created Lucifer, but he was puffed up. He, when he looked at himself, he was so full of himself. You know, I can just see him leading all the um, perversion in the Instagram photos and all this, all the selfies and to see how sexual you can look and how you can look so oiled up and your hair blowing so that everybody wants to, when they look at you, they lust after you, meaning they want to have sex with you. And you're causing humanity to sin against God. But you know, I would caution you to be careful because if you don't repent and come clean from that, you will be accountable for their souls to God. Matthew 18.6 It says, If you cause someone to sin and stumble, it is better for you to have a millstone wrapped around your neck and for you to be thrown into the sea and drowned than to hurt one of his little ones. We are our brother's keeper. We are responsible for what we do to others to make them fall or to harm their life. We are responsible in front of Almighty God. We need to be cautious. So the result of Lucifer's rebellion, pride, and pride in his position, he was number one, and he was the most beautiful, and he had this and he had that. Well, he was thrown like lightning 
from heaven by the Father. Jesus said, I saw it. You know, and he is eternally damned. And his end is eternal lake of fire. It's in the second door I saw. You know, everybody that goes off the planet in rebellion against God and dies in sin, they go into hell, the first door. And at the very end, hell is flushed into the eternal lake of fire. You know, it's not a lake of grouper or fish. And, and, and people water skiing and having a good time on the beach, families having their uh, picnics, you know, and parasailing and birds flying and, um, you know, the beauty of the beach. I love the ocean. I just think it's one of the most beautiful places that God has made, that in the forest. Um, but uh, it's not going to be that kind of scene. It's going to be a huge body of water, probably... Uh, not of water, not of water, but a huge body that probably is infinite and it's going to be filled full of fire with people in it and demons tormenting them forever where the fire will never be quenched, never put out and the, and the worm never dies, another name for Satan and the devils will be torturing people forever as they are tortured, they torture so we want to make sure that we don't follow in his footsteps. In Isaiah 14, it talks about, uh, beginning in verse 12, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, the devil, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. See, he wanted to take and usurp God's authority. He wanted to be above the throne. Yet, God says, Thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed, destroyed the cities thereof? that opened not the house of his prisoners. All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, everyone in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch and as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit and as a carcass trodden underfoot. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land, and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Prepare slaughter for his children, for the iniquity of their fathers. And the Lord has specifically shown and taught us who he is, what he did to him, and what his future will be. There's only two sides in existence underneath the throne of God, and that is the devil's side 
in Jesus' sight. If you're not in Christ and you haven't made the exit from the world into Christ, you need to make that exit today. It doesn't go well for the ones that reject Christ. They will follow Lucifer into the lake of fire. You can also read about what God had to say about Lucifer in Ezekiel 31, 15 through 18. In Revelation 12, 9, it talks about, And the great dragon, the devil, was cast out. He was cast out of heaven, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives, tricks, deludes, the whole world seduces. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Some are located in hell, and some are located on the earth, and then in higher regions, uh, the principalities, the government of Satan, and the powers, and the wickedness in high places. Jesus tells his uh, witness of Lucifer, Satan, the devil, being thrown out of heaven, like I just discussed in Luke Chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus is speaking to the crowd, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as a lightning fall from heaven. And, uh, you know, I've had, I don't know if you would call it a privilege, but I have had my encounters with Satan himself. I have had my encounters with demons, and I have seen them. I have experienced them, and I have had my encounter with Lucifer. And uh, he told me, he said, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to walk away from the Lord. Because when you do, I'll destroy you. And the devil will throw rocks through your windshield, so to speak. And he will, he will try to turn your life upside down so that you get angry at the Lord and you walk away from him. Don't ever do that. No matter how many rocks the devil has thrown at you, never walk away from the Lord. Never walk into the arms of Satan. Good night. Rialoran International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rialoran today at www.rialoran.org.